This is the Becoming Truth podcast with Conscious Channel Jean Christian. Words of inspirational guidance for an awakening humanity. Today's podcast is entitled The New Ascetic. Ascetic needs to be defined so that this podcast can have its foundation for understanding what we mean by the new ascetic. An ascetic, traditionally, historically, is someone who has renounced the world, renounced worldly engagement, in order to go on to the spiritual path towards the goal of true discovery of the enlightened state, or nirvana, as it would have been called, The ascetic, as a traditional historic path in India, is a respected choice, honored by all witnesses, to see someone who has renounced the world, who has taken the courageous step to disengage from a life of pleasures, of seeking for self, and of having comforts, having relationships, having partners and children, and stepping away into this austere path with one goal in mind, to unfold into the true spiritual identity. Asceticism is based on this understanding that the the true identity within one's being is interfered with, obstructed by attachments to this worldly life. Relationships, sexual activity, food pleasures, appearance pleasures, wealth, all this is obstructive to the senses and to where the energy needs to go towards true discovery of the spiritual nature. So an ascetic is demonstrating a choice, a choice of courage, a choice of power, and is honored then by the citizens of this country, of India, by giving donations and giving alms, knowing that they aren't beggars in the beggar sense of the world. They are receiving from people, and it is a blessing to the people that give to them. They are standing as pillars of reminder, pillars of truth. And thus, by giving alms to the ascetics, one is furthering one's own path. It is understood by the traditions of asceticism that the way is being forged for all, by one, one's actions. By demonstrating this choice to move into the eternal identity and renounce the human identity, one is doing that for all onlookers and for all worldly citizens. Therefore, an ascetic traditionally did not work for its food. He would be given his food. His alms were this exchange. As though the spiritual activity that one can't do while one is busy raising children and working in the fields 
is being done by this one in the orange robes asking for food. So the subject today is the new ascetic. How to take the principles of this ascetic choice into our world, into our world here in Canada, in America. Taking it into out of tradition, into the present. Again, going back to this foundational thought that an ascetic is willing to give it all away, is willing to make this total choice to be the truth, to find the essential, eternal, ongoing truth of self, of awareness and beingness, and has come to this decision that it is time. It is time to do that. So if we come to this decision in our lives as mothers, as community members, as people engaged in this world, that it is time to step into greater awareness, fuller awareness, what does it mean for us? We may not succeed at begging from door to door and surviving the confusion and the judgment in a world where it is not considered a courageous choice to become an ascetic. It is seen as a stepping into a delusion and stepping away from responsibility, shirking one's life and responsibilities and choosing not to work, becoming a homeless. We are not in India. We are in the rest of the world. Another form of asceticism is going into being a monk or a nun in a monastery or a convent. There's versions of this already in the Christian religion, in the Buddhist religion. These definite, definitive choices to step away and to choose God or to choose Brahma, to choose the ongoing stream of consciousness within, to focus on it entirely and utterly, and to be devoted to discovering only that within oneself, with no distraction. So this is not only the severe orange-robed ascetics of India, this is the monks and the nuns traditionally as well, in Catholicism, in the Christian faith, and in the Buddhist faith. And this podcast is not about that. It's about the new ascetic. You and I. The ones on the street. The beautiful, pure-hearted friends and beings all around us that are seeking true beingness. How do we translate this choice into a more workable, balanced existence? What if we wish to make this choice when we already have children and we're already in marriages? We already have the responsibilities of ordinary life. What does it mean then? 
I'm giving this discussion because I feel it is utterly important. I feel it is time to carve out this greater living understanding of the full choice and the decision to become in tune, awake, and committed to the inner becoming and the inner unfoldment of the divine identity that sits at the root of our consciousness and beingness. To do this as mothers and fathers, as community members, to see that this is what we're all here for, not just a few, not just those that could do it, those that were driven to do it for various reasons, but really for all. There must be a workable way, an understanding of how to make such a choice that is intimate to all society. It is not a religious choice. It isn't taking vows. It isn't stepping into an order. It isn't dressing differently. It isn't having a, a following, stepping into the following of a guru. I mean, it could be all of that. And if that's where you are, there is a bowing down and a namaste to you and always shall be for such a sacred choice. But this is to go to all those others, all those millions, all those listeners who don't want to put on a robe, who have not found a guru, who do not feel called into an order, who need to be able to feel they are doing the utmost in their inner choices to becoming an enlightened, awakened, truth-filled being in their life as mothers and friends, in their life as gardeners and iron workers. I believe it is time to merge it. It is time to take this dissolving of the caste system, shall we say, utterly down to the ground. The blue-collar workers, we have our own caste system, the professionals. To take it down to the ground and see souls, see the eyes of all beings as identical, shining souls souls that are needing to be here in their life all for the same reason to find peace to find truth to unfold and to flower into becoming all they really are to not have one's life responsibilities be a reason that this can't happen and to take away this thought altogether because I chose to be a householder or a mother or a nurse or a doctor, I cannot commit myself to the spiritual practice. I cannot choose that. That is a different vocation that wasn't chosen. Let us not see 
this as a vocation. And let us not see this as a position. Let us see this as the human right, the human truth for all, the human nature's need, and that which sits before all beings all the time. And what does that look like? Choice is a subtle thing. One could be sitting on the couch, considering choices, one choice or another, and you're still sitting on the couch. And yet that subtle choice that was made sitting there changes the direction of one's whole life. Choice is a subtle, ever-present condition within. Choice to think a thought of beauty versus a thought of fear. Choice to consider someone's offense that has just occurred from a place of compassion or hatred. Choice to close one's eyes and go into five minutes of inner silence and inner accessing versus turning on the TV. You get what I'm saying. It is a matter of choice in the end. It was the choice of the ascetic that stood on one leg by the banks of the Ganges and still standing there for years and years and years to prove the power, the spiritual power over the egoic power. It was a choice for all ascetics of the past to come down to one meal a day, to survive cold and rain, to withdraw from the senses and find whatever they were finding, some yes, some no. Yes, it was a choice, but it is also a choice, and it is no less powerful of a choice, no less impacting to within one's daily life, no matter who they are and what they're doing, to make choices of power, choices of laziness and weakness, choices that lead to light and beauty and empowerment within one's being, gifting to all other beings around, or choices that lead to darkness and less consciousness, that give nothing to anyone. I believe that we've come to this mature place now in as a whole in our humanness to take the choice within silently not outwardly not ceremonially not visibly to others not I am now choosing to become a nun or I am now joining this order and going through my initiation or anything it is an inner responsibility a silent, subtle, inner choosing 
that grows in momentum. I'm choosing to sit by the eternal river of the Ganges, the eternal river of light. I am choosing to breathe into the truth for every decision I'm needing to make here. I'm choosing here on the couch to come into a state of peaceful alignment within my spirit and being to start my day here, to precede the very serious choices I need to make on how to move into this day, how to treat my child in her teenage struggles, how to guide her, what to do about this or what to do about that. For all the pressures of this, what we would call mundane, ordinary life, these, this mundane, ordinary life, which sounds like the lesser path, is truly the testing grounds of our spiritual nature. It is truly the outplaying, manifesting grounds of our spiritual choosing, our truth choosing. If we had the opportunity to sit in meditation in a beautiful sunlit forest day after day after day. We may find this inner realm by choosing not to be stimulated and demanded upon to grow food, to find funds, to take care of children. we can find that inner spaciousness, that inner silence, and settle into it. The testing ground, the mature testing ground of that inner spaciousness, that state of beingness and peace, is can you keep it? Can you raise children from it? And can you enter into this world of humanity with it. Can you be a boss from there? Can you be a worker from there? Can you be a restaurant cook from there? Can you cook your food from there? Can you be a street sweeper from there? To realize it's about that. It's about being it everywhere throughout everything we may do in this human world. It isn't a separate vocation. It is the human vocation. And to consider what this humanity would be like if all parents had this commitment, this inner choosing in place to, to come from a place of peace and magnitude, to find alignment and this greater place of accessing truth and understanding while raising children. To be able to teach the children how to do the same. To not be caught in emotional states, emotional reactions, fear states and fear beliefs. To not be caught in seeking power and seeking Dom domination over others. 
for children to learn to be grounded and centered in their sense of self, to not feel they need to do anything, to, to have friends, to prove themselves, to feel secure, to raise children with such a consciousness. Is this not a greater use of this monastic, ascetic choice? Is to live it and give it to humanity as parents, as mothers, as friends. This is not a worded, dogmatic theology. This is a state of presence, emanating centeredness, emanating calm, and compassion, emanating selflessness. It's an instant learning that children receive at all times. They instantly learn from birth forward the state of the parents. They wear it, feel it, breathe it, eat it, sleep in it. They're shaped by it. What is the state of the parent that you may be? What are you impregnating and fusing your children with without words, just by your way, by what you choose when you're sitting on the couch? Do you choose to be angry and defensive and frustrated and exasperated? And what do you say? Do you say, you're a fool? You're a loser? You didn't get it again? You're driving me crazy? Or did you find that higher place of equanimity within your being and see a soul in development that just doesn't know better right now, that just actually needs love and direction and enjoining, that needs time with you and comfort? is feeling scared by life and is acting this way. The new ascetic is one who is living here amongst us as worldly people and is reshaping this entire humanity from the ground up, is not behind a wall, a wall of vows, a wall of separation, a wall of education. But is you and I and everyone. The Buddha's most precious teaching was, this is for everyone, this is everyone. Enlightenment, awakenedness, which is what Buddha means. The word Buddha or Buddhic means awake. He never meant, name me Buddha and the rest of you with your other names. He meant, you are all Buddha. You are all Buddhic beings. You are all beings, every one of you, in every caste. And this was 500 BC. Has Buddhic nature, Buddhic potential. Let me test tell you how and show you the way. There is no being exempt from the right to discover their Buddhic nature. And he outlined 
definitive steps towards this. And he said, I don't want followers. I'm not asking for followers. I'm just here to show you how I did it. I did it myself. I didn't do it by following traditions and rituals and ceremonies. And he taught that traditions and rituals and ceremonies are they're an illusion. They are detours. It must be done within. He said, be your own light. Be your own guide. Don't turn outwards to another. It won't work. You must be your own guide. The Buddhic capacity inside of you can only be found by your own effort. By right effort, right thinking, right action, right practice. Yes, there was an order made, and there was a religion made. But who did that? It is the efforts of humanity to create such structures and live within them. And they are precious, valuable sanctuaries of human creation. But they can also become walls, walls of vows, walls of vocation, and obstructive in and of themselves. Finally, to put this beautiful potential invitation to all listeners. This is you. You are the light of becoming. You are a Buddhic being. You are a being with the capacity equal to all other beings, all other masters, all Buddhas, all Christs, all sages and all saints. They're no different than you. They have just made the choice over and over again. They made that choice no matter what their order, no matter what their lineage. All that is on the outside. The only reason they're there in that place of light and teaching is because they made the choice within diligently over and over through all the conditions of their lives until it was ripened and ready to flower. And this is the new ascetic. The new ascetic is dropping the word altogether. This is the new human. This is what the human being is ready for now to truly realize that I am that. I am a soul of eternal beingness, of a capacity for peace and realization and becoming. And that I am here to choose that in every way, in whatever I'm doing and whoever I'm with. Namaste. And may I please describe Namaste. Nama, I bow down. 
I bow down to you. From the eternal light of my being, I bow down to the eternal light of your being. 